This is Daily Buddhism, audio show number 69, recorded April 25th, 2014. My name is Brian Shell, and I'm your host for the show. You can find the text as well as all links mentioned in this program and all past episodes on the website at www.dailybuddhism.com. If you enjoy the podcast and the website and the emails, the tweets, Facebook posts, the books, and all the other stuff, don't forget to buy the books. My book, The 5-Minute Buddhist, and the sequel, The 5-Minute Buddhist Meditates, are now available on Amazon and all other major booksellers. Now, let's get on with this week's show. First up, we have a koan. This one's titled, Accurate Proportion. Senyo Rikyu, a tea master, wished to hang a flower basket on a column. He asked a carpenter to help him, directing the man to place it a little higher or lower, to the right or the left, until he had found exactly the right spot. That's the place, said Senyo Rikyu at long last. The carpenter, to test the master, marked the spot and then pretended he had forgotten. Was this the place, perhaps? the carpenter kept asking, pointing to various places on the column. But so accurate was the tea master's sense of proportion that it was not until the carpenter reached the identical spot again that the location was approved. Next up, we have a very simple question sent in by a reader. What would it take to convert over to Buddhism? A question I get quite often. And my response. We've talked about this a number of times before, but it keeps coming up. So at the very least, that means there are a lot of wannabe new Buddhists out there, and that's a good thing. Although there are some traditions or denominations of Buddhism that have a very specific conversion process, such as the Tibetan approach, most don't have a bunch of rules on the subject. It's not like you can send away for a diploma or certificate that says, now I'm a Buddhist. Generally speaking, at least the way I look at it, Buddhism is not so much about what you believe as it is about what you do. To use an old Christian expression, it's about works, not faith. Or more technically, Buddhism is a religion of practice, not beliefs. If you agree with the Four Noble Truths and try to live your life in agreement with the Eightfold Path and the precepts, then you're a Buddhist. Even then, you're allowed occasional failures. That being said, you do need to understand what you mean by calling yourself a Buddhist. It's an ongoing process of education and meditation for most. There are a number of good introductory books on the topic, including the one that I talk about in every podcast. There are many good websites as well out there. Learn about Buddhism. Keep on learning about it. But the only real rule is that you need to start acting and behaving as a Buddhist. It really is as simple as that. You're a Buddhist if you act like one. Also keep in mind that most Buddhists are what they call lay practitioners, not priests or monks. You don't have to be like those guys, at least not unless you really want to. Just do the best you can relieve suffering, help others, be mindful. This is Buddhism. 
And next up, another reader writes a whole different kind of question. A reader writes in, I have a question. What is going on with the brouhaha over Dorhe Shugden and the row between the Dalai Lama and the new Kadampa tradition? And if this is too detailed a question for your site, that's totally fine. And my response. This is a big question, one that may be beyond the scope of this site, but here's the story in a nutshell. The new Kadampa tradition was founded by Geshe Kelsang Gyatso in 1991 as a sort of offshoot of the Tibetan school of Buddhism. It's just a little splinter group. They grew rapidly, having dozens of schools across the globe. The leader of the Tibetans was, and still is, the Dalai Lama. At first, the Dalai Lama approved of the offshoot sect, but somewhere down the line, things changed. Kelsen Gyatso accused the Dalai Lama of not doing enough to re regain control of Tibet, well, some Dalai Lama supporters have gone so far as to say the Chinese government is backing the NKT to make the Dalai Lama look ineffectual. The competition between the two men continued, culminating with the Dalai Lama essentially saying, they're not with me anymore, and breaking the connections. There are quite a lot of detractors out there calling the NKT nothing more than a cult. They have a single charismatic leader, and they teach only his words. In the bookstores they operate, they sell only his books, and literally threw out all the books by other teachers and traditions. Questions and discussions are discouraged. Openness is frowned upon. There are even recovery groups that have sprung up for people who have gotten out of the group. Nonetheless, they're still growing rapidly and are quite successful financially. They seem to actually be doing some good out there. Is it a cult? Is it a valid spl Tibetan splinter group? I'm not going to get in the middle of this battle, but that's the overview. Do your re own research and post your thoughts on the website. I'd love to hear your opinions. And I also posted on that original blog post a BBC documentary that will introduce you to the situation. And looking back over that post since I wrote it, there have been quite a bit of arguing back and forth about people who either support or are very much against the NKT. Not my area of expertise, I'm afraid. But yeah, it looks like it's an interesting story. Next up, we have Truth in Labeling, where a reader writes in. I'm not sure if this is the right place to send a question, but it's the only reference to questions I found on the website. Well, it was the right place. I'm reading about Buddhism because I started to meditate after exercising in the morning and found that it brought the most amazing sense of peace to me throughout the day. I would like to maintain that peace and mindfulness throughout the day. I hesitate to call myself a Buddhist because I feel that I have a lot more self-reflection, studying, and meditating to do before I have the right to take on such an honorable label. And my response. You chose your words well. Buddhism, as I've mentioned before, is not some lofty goal to be aspired to. It's just a label that we put on ourselves. There are millions of Buddhists out there that give Buddhism nearly no thought in their daily lives. Others take it all very seriously. Either path is fine, but they're all considered Buddhists. It's just a label. Don't get hung up on labels, especially not if it's going to hold you back from something. I told a story way, way back in the old days of the site about my time in Japan and how most of the people I spoke to when Buddhism came up asked, What's that? When I explained the ideas, they invariably replied, Oh, that. Yeah, I think that too. 
There are many labels out there to classify, organize, and coordinate things, places, and people. Labels are restricting. Labels are limiting. Labels are confining. Labels are one of the main contributors to discrimination, prejudice, bullying, and intolerance in the world. Labels have their reasons, but don't ever tie yourself down to a label. From your email, you sound like a Buddhist. Whether you are or not, the only difference is in your mind. Does it matter? And next up, rioting Buddhists clash with Muslims. A reader wrote in and asked, what is the Buddhist perspective on this? And he links to a headline titled, Ten Die as Buddhists and Muslims Clash in Myanmar. And my response is, the world is a big place, and there's all sort of situations. Sometimes these situations lead to violence. Nevertheless, you're right. These people are not acting in a particularly Buddhist fashion. Buddhists avoid using violence in all forms. So, what's going on here? Just because someone identifies as a Buddhist, or in the case of the article you reference, we can say the same about Muslims, does not mean that that's what they focus on to the exclusion of all else. Here in America, most people identify as some flavor of Christian. How many people who identify as Christians do things like steal, lie, cheat, judge, and other things that their own belief system condemns? Not all of them, but there are definitely some. And I'm probably understating that by a lot. Believe me, Christians don't have the monopoly on hypocrisy. Buddhism has its share as well, as do all the others. Along the same lines as the previous uh, post, just because a person identifies as a Buddhist, that doesn't inst instantly make them a devout monk. The vast majority of people in the Eastern countries are born Buddhists, were raised to believe in the Buddhist traditions, and generally follow an appropriate Buddhist lifestyle there. But I repeat, they're not monks. They fight, go to war, cheat, steal, and do all the bad things everybody else does everywhere else. It all depends on where their priorities lie. Being Buddhist does not preclude you from being human as well. And that's all I have for you this week. Daily Buddhism runs primarily from your donations, and it's easy to help out. Just go to www.dailybuddhism.com slash donate and donate whatever you like. Another important way you can help out is by asking questions. Most of my material here on the site are reader questions, and I need some more questions. Email me at dailybuddhism at gmail.com, and I would be very happy to get your comments, questions, or anything else I can explain to you. I'm always looking for new material. That was dailybuddhism at gmail.com. Send in your questions, and I'll see you next week. Next week.